Welcome to a new world of entertainment. The Ultimate Film and Television Podcast. Featuring Mike Winkler. Daniel English. From Condiment Games, Jeremy Larson. And Jason Kabasa. Created by Friends. All film lovers. We feature in depth podcast discussions, interactive Facebook Live episodes. And celebrity interviews. Subscribe to our podcast on all major platforms. Welcome to the Lights Camera Action Entertainment Reviews Podcast. On this episode. billion human lives ended on August 29th, 1997. The survivors of the nuclear fire called the war Judgment Day. They lived only to face a new nightmare, the war against the machines. The first Terminator was programmed to strike at me in the year 1984. Network computers. Skynet defense system now activated. New. Powerful. They say it got smart. A new order of intelligence. And it's all, all people's a threat, not just the ones on the other side. Hooked into everything. Decided our fate in Microsoft. Extermination. Was one man. There was one man. Thirty-five years from now, you reprogram me to be your protector here. This time. So this other guy, he's a Terminator like you, right? Not like me. T-1000. Advanced prototype and down. You mean more advanced than you are? Yes. And me bending poly alloy. Liquid metal. These were taken in receded. Today. Connor. We know you know who this guy is. Come with me if you want to live. You don't get it, do you? He'll find her. That's what he does. I don't trust it. But we need it. What it's like to try to kill one of these things. 
Hasta la vista, baby. The future has not been written. There is no fate but what we make for ourselves. Welcome back in, ladies and gents, to the Terminator Retrospective. We are to the final three films, and uh, these three are going to be a doozy. Yes, they will. Yes, they are. I'm here with Jason Kabasik, Mike Winkler here, and Jeremy Larson from Condiment Games. How you doing, gents? Doing Great good, to be doing here. Good. All right. I well, know you're really excited for this particular episode, aren't you, Jeremy? I am excited for this one. This one's a really good one. I am too, mainly because I want to hear your thoughts on what I feel a lot of people would say are probably the weaker of the three movies, or the weakest three movies. So I've seen a lot of negative reviews for each of the three we're discussing today. See, here's here's the big problem with it is that they came into it. it the Terminator franchise is kind of a jumbled up mess. Mm-hmm. Uh, when it, after Terminator Two, it became a jumbled up mess with Rise of the Machines, the Sarah Connor Chronicles, and going into Salvation. Nothing followed a it, like a serious continuity when yeah. it came to storyline. Well, um, there actually is something interesting that I had uh, just read. Uh, uh, about half an hour ago when I was looking up more notes for the, these films today. Mm-hmm. Genesis was... Let me see here if I can pull it up. Uh, Rob Kane of... Oh, hold on. Sorry, I'm getting caught up in everything that I pulled up. <laughs> what uh, a great way but, to start the episode. Shut up. <laughs> Well, Jason's looking that up. Yeah, I agree. Uh, but actually, no, right here I have okay, it. Okay. In August 2015, Forbes cited Terminator Genesis as the first American film to earn $400 million worldwide without grossing $100 million in North America. Earnings comparable to the French film The Untouchables. It was the first Hollywood release to earn $100 million in China and less than that in North America. Both wow. were duplicated the following summer by Warcraft. Hmm. So yeah. this was the first film that had earned over triple of its box office number outside of America. Genesis, you know what? Genesis was one of those films where I think that we were suffering from Terminator fatigue, I think, to a lot of people. I think a lot of people were put off by Salvation. Salvation did okay money-wise, but it didn't get reviewed the best. Um, And I don't know, because I think Genesis, I know Jason thinks otherwise, I think Genesis is still a quality Terminator film that deserved better than what it got at the box office. I absolutely agree with you. (sighs) I well, it's mainly I've been arguing this point back and forth, back and forth with people because I don't want to convince myself that the movie is better than it actually than I keep saying it is. Uh-huh. Yeah, because I know that it is, and I just don't ever want to admit it to myself. Why is that, that? I enjoyed the movie more than Salvation because Salvation was just did not hold up well, as we will continue discussing. 
Okay, okay. My question, I guess, is is that why are you so hard pressed to not like Genesis? Mainly because of the disappointment, I guess, in the fact that this was supposed to lead into a new trilogy of um, films, from what right. I heard. Yeah, that's and true. And the fact that we this is in an era where we kept getting these cancellations on these supposed big projects like this. It just kind of just pissed me off and just threw me off of everything. Like, there was a period where I just did not care to watch films whatsoever. I understand that. I was disappointed I, by that, too, because Genesis was supposed to get two more sequels, as we know. And I remember I, after I as, saw it. As it, much as I don't want to admit it, like, it, yeah. I didn't want to admit it. It did have an interesting concept. It I did. will give it that. If Especially you, with the reprogrammed T eight hundred, right? Uh, you know, pops, mm-hmm. <laughs> and pops. us getting John as an advanced Terminator. Yeah, you know the thing of it is too. If if you don't watch the after credit sequence at the end of Genesis, that ending could actually be very satisfying to just be done. Yeah. Um, but. I remember this after I why, saw it. This is why you always tell people just watch the film in, in its entirety until you see anything after the credits. If nothing happens after credits, yeah. then yeah, you're good to go. But you never know if you're going to miss some key details after the movie is said supposedly over. Well, after I saw Genesis, I remember thinking I wanted to see a sequel to it. I enjoyed it. But then I was reading articles about the box office. Then Amelia Clark was coming out saying how bad her experience was on working on Terminator Genesis, and she never wanted to play Sarah Connor again. Well, that's because she's just not good at the role. Here's the thing. Everybody is going to play their role differently here. Right. And some people did not do well playing their role. Like, I'm going to say the strongest John Connor role performance was in Terminator 2. Everything else has been oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Well par since mm-hmm. then. Christian Bale, he took a, a different approach to John Connor and it wasn't it didn't line up with who he was in Rise of the Machines. And even in Rise of the Machines, you you're talking about a homeless deadbeat who is on drugs and it, like he's depressed and everything. How is he supposed to suddenly lead humanity to uh, to winning the fight against machines. Got promised more crack. I think I think that was a, a, yeah. a bad writing decision because mm-hmm. it didn't make any sense towards the character. If he was so much of a threat still, even after he was doing that, we needed to see some semblance of leadership besides him taking control of a radio and saying that, hey, I'm the, the leader in here at uh, a a bunker in the middle of what was it Montana or something. I don't remember where that was. Yeah. It I was don't remember either. Like but Montana yeah. or something. You know, I did find the guy that played him in three. I just found John Connor in that film to be a weasel. Mm-hmm. He was weak. I thought this is the guy that's going to lead humanity to its salvation. No way. Yeah. No way. And then it completely transitioned into Christian Bales. This is why I'm sticking with the, the, um, 
the different timelines when it comes to the Terminator. Is that every single time that somebody is sent back in time, it changes the timeline, whether it's for better or for worse. Mm-hmm. But still, John Connor's at the center of it. But I did not see. Uh, I mean, of really, Genesis did sort of fall into your line of thinking there. Yeah. And yeah. that's why Genesis actually is a really good movie because it shows that time just kind of was starting to get all fucked up from all the time travel. A lot of points being made, Jace. A lot of good points about Genesis. I, I told, I've already admitted it myself before you guys even started, <laughs> all right? So I don't want to hear it. Y'all didn't win any argument today. Uh, okay. but I, I think the weakest of all six films is Salvation. I will agree. Followed closely by Rise of the Machines. I will also agree. And the only reason it's above it is because of Arnold Schwarzenegger as the Terminator. That's true. I mean, yeah. Salvation is the only Schwarzenegger-less uh, Terminator film, and yeah. It, yeah. Like, I, I like the idea of John Connor meeting Kyle Reese in the future and then having them go through that whole shtick of getting to know each other. Sure. But it was poorly done. It was poorly executed. Because that was that was a less than a focal point of what was going on in the story. Because it was more about uh, what was his name, who uh, the, the the half Terminator, half human guy in Salvation. I can't remember oh, his name. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Sam Worthington's character. Sam Worthington. Yeah. 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 Marcus. It was, yeah, Marcus. Marcus right. It was more yeah. about mm-hmm. Marcus than it was about John Connor. Yeah, it was more of a story about Marcus than John Connor. And I can't help, when I watched just the first half hour of Salvation a few days ago, I kept thinking, why is Christian Bale yelling every damn line? Yeah, He's like, it's like, dude. Again, this leads to my issues, in a sense, with Christian Bale as an actor. Yes, he is a method actor. Yes, I appreciate method acting. But what I have an issue with, and this goes back to his role as Batman in the Christopher Nolan trilogy. Yeah. And it was the fact that he just the way that he carries himself in some films, it just does not suit the character or the any or what he do, or what he should be doing, I think well. Did you and not like goes, his Bruce Wayne? His Bruce Wayne was fine, but his Batman just yelling everything. It was either yelling or when he's like winded, he was kind of slurring his speech too. Probably. You can't, you can't, you can't be the hero. And then you become the villain like first. That. Like you got, you had like a little lisp going on at the end there, and I was just like, wait a second, where's the, what's this character doing now? He had a weird way of holding his mouth too. Like then again, I also this. think that's Christian Bale like, in general. I, I think he just has a lisp as it is. Like the yeah. scene at the beginning of Salvation when he's the only one that survives the blast and he mm. talks into the thing about, he's like, Connor, last one alive. Why are you yeah. screaming that into a freaking walkie-talkie? Why? It, it just seems like he was forcing everything to be like this tough badass. Well, if he was caught in a big explosion and all things are going around, his senses are kind of messed up. I mean, you got to look at the, the situation that was around him. There were plenty of explosions. He was just shooting a giant uh, minigun at a tournament. Uh, term- oh, my gosh. A Terminator before getting on the radio. Like, mm-hmm. he, he's, he's caught in the heat of battle. I think he's start, like trying to come back from that. Maybe yeah. his hearing or something was psyched out. And maybe he yeah. was, you know, that's possible. Yeah. But, um, okay, so I guess we should get knee-deep into Salvation then. Um, one thing I do like about Salvation and – 
It's the one thing that I wish that they would go back and do. I like the fact they're willing to tell the story post-apocalypse and being able to see what the world was like because the other films, we only get a taste of it in flash-forwards or, or whatnot. Yeah. Um, I just wish it was better executed and it focused more on Connor than bringing in a new character like Marcus and just focusing on him. Exactly. It didn't really make sense to focus on Marcus. Whether he he was a great character, I thought his character was great. I thought the inner turmoil and in his storyline was good, but the mm-hmm. fact that that John Connor was around, it almost you didn't you wondered what was going to happen that would make those two stories collide, and they didn't really collide besides a heart transplant at the end of the film. Right. Yeah. Right, and you know what? That's why I think the other ending would have been better because they had that ending where where John Connor's consciousness was put into Marcus. That was an alternate ending. That would have at least connected the story and created a reason or a purpose. And they went the Mm -hmm. other way, which provided the film with no reason to have Marcus around. Yeah. Which is sad. I really liked Marcus's character, and I thought Mm -hmm. he was a a good individual, but the fact that he... Yeah, Yeah. Marcus's character definitely was like one of the few shining points. He was an advanced, like robot human who was able to take out his control chip and be like more of a man mm-hmm. even though he was like all you know exoskeleton underneath do you guys think that sam worthington might have been better playing connor than christian bale absolutely yes yep i was thinking I that too wholeheartedly agree with that i won't even let you even finish that sentence yes the answer is yes <laughs> yeah that was a much better choice i'm watching the movie and i'm thinking this is the demeanor that I wanted Connor to be. He looks mm-hmm. smart. He looks he looks patient. And, and the thing of it is that Marcus is very patient in situations that maybe he shouldn't be. But that's yeah. because I think he's calm, cool, and collected, and he thinks before he just acts, where Christian Bale just guns I mean, and runs. Yeah, he is also half-machine, so. He was also a prisoner yeah. before the, the fallout. He, True. He's been through shit. So mm-hmm. he knows when to collect himself. He knows how to handle himself in stressful situations. Right. Yeah, I just think some poor casting there. It it was poor casting. And let's let's talk about, too, how uh, Connor's wife, who's pregnant, a throwaway character. Absolutely. Nothing to do. She she was given absolutely nothing besides a few, like, half-inspirational lines. Mm -hmm. And And even then, it just didn't really amount to anything. Like, even even in uh, going back to Rise of the Machines, I felt like her character was also given nothing much to do. Besides one badass moment where she's like, oh, you remind me of my mother. But that's that was also kind of a weird line yeah. for me well. But, sure, whatever. Well, if, that's how, yeah. if that's how the fates align, then that's how the writer's fates align. It just seems like her whole purpose in that movie was just to be like, to give, I guess, John Connor purpose to save humanity and to have something to fight for that had a personal connection to him. Because all he does in the film is go talk to her about what he's going through, hug her, rub her tummy for the baby, and then that's it. She's given no lines, no, no purpose at the end of the film where she serves any sort of... She's a, she's the doctor. She can make the you know the, the transplant. Yeah. At the end. That that's what she's given. She's given one pretty shiny shitty. moment at the end of the story. Yeah, that's pretty sad that Bryce Dallas Howard's playing in this movie to be a throwaway character. Yeah, yeah. It was it was a disappointment to say the that, least. That is why it is my least favorite film out of the six. 
I mean, for the most part, the film's well-directed. The cinematography is really great. Um, it's like that there was a good movie that they had an idea for. It's like there could be a good movie within this film, but just there's so much throwaway shit that doesn't serve yeah. a purpose. You had all the right pieces. You just put them in the wrong parts. Exactly. Christian Bale would have played a better Marcus, and Sam Worthington would have played a better John Connor. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. Couldn't agree more. Like switch them around, and you got it. You switch them around, and you have an infinitely better movie. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I think we're all pretty much in agreement on Salvation. Same points. Um, but now think, we turn to... Uh, uh, hold, hold on. I also think that... Um, oh, my gosh. Now I can't think of his name. Uh, Kyle Reese in that movie. Anton Yelchin. Anton Yelchin. Yelchin was a fun Kyle Reese. Yeah. Yeah, I, I thought liked he it. played the great Kyle Reese for how mm -hmm. young he was and how resourceful he was. Mm -hmm. Yelchin was always an underrated actor. Yeah, yes. he never got the credit due. No. Mm -mm. No, he was good. I wouldn't have mind seeing... Uh, more of him. Maybe we would have saw more of him probably in the sequel more than likely, but yeah, you know. Um, but okay, let's people. let's turn our attention to Genesis because this is the one we're going to butt heads with, uh, with Jason a little bit here, so. <clears throat> Terminator Genesis. Bring it on. Just let's go. What do you think, first of all, let's, let's jump right into the beginning because um, what do you guys think of, of the Reese and Connor actors here? Because they open up the film right away. I thought that John Connor was decent. I didn't think that he was completely off character. It mm -hmm. was very far into the future. It was when he was sending Kyle back, and he had kind of cemented himself as the leader and savior of humanity, which is yeah. where the point was. Um, uh, Kyle Reese, however, I felt... I don't know. It, it felt uh, not so good after come after he went back in time because mm -hmm. he felt way too out out of his element. And for a guy who was trained as a military personnel, he was he fumbled a lot. Yeah, and it's it, it's not just the fact that the that time was getting all crazy, but it was more the fact that he just Sarah took the lead most of the time. And he had absolutely no decision-making power, even with his experience in the field against Terminators. Mm -hmm. No, you're right. You're right. It just seems like he just falls into this, I'm going to follow her around kind of trick yeah. the movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I liked the actors playing the part. I, I guess I guess the John Connor here is not meant to be fully memorable because he's not the main character this time until he comes in the third act and mm -hmm. becomes the villain. Um but uh, Jai Courtney, who plays Kyle Reese, I remember seeing him. He's played in a couple other things. He played like in uh, uh, Divergent. Mm -hmm. uh, he played John McClane's son in A Good Day to Die Hard. Yep, that was um, pretty good. And then he also played Boomerang in The Suicide Squad. Mm -hmm. um, so, I mean, he's got a pretty good resume. Um, and I liked his character. I wouldn't have mind seeing him continue to play Kyle Reese beyond this film. I think that maybe he yeah. would have grown into the Kyle Reese that maybe we saw in the first Terminator. Oh, I know sure. the, the timeline's different, um, which actually leads me to love the fact that we got a recreation of the scene in the first film. I thought that was so cool. I oh, loved yeah. it. 
I've been waiting for you. And I was just, <laughs> whoa, wait, what? <laughs> I do love that scene. I thought that was recreated perfectly. A lot of Terminator I mean, I was versus not, Terminator. Felt, I, don't, I don't know. Mm-hmm. What, it felt you, just kind of forced to me. Forced? Like forced? I, I really can't describe it. Force might be the wrong word here, but I don't know. It just didn't feel. It, or maybe maybe you're thinking you're. It's feeling like they're recycling content. Yeah. To where it's to it, where I I get that I totally get it, but it was just that a, a bit enough of nostalgia in that first scene mm-hmm. where it was perfect. I thought it was the perfect balance of nostalgia and new to come into it. Because it was Kyle Reese going through the exact same thing, getting chased by the cops, going in and getting clothes on and everything like that, and then suddenly out of nowhere, Terminator. And even a more advanced Terminator out of that, and then they get to a point where it's just like, yeah, yeah, this is where we're waiting for it, and then you know, the, the original Terminator comes in. It's It felt like enough nostalgia mixed with the new to feel doable. Well, its whole purpose there, too, was uh, just to get the ball rolling with the plot. They wanted to show you that things were going the same, and then all of a sudden, bam, something is drastically different, and we want to show you, like, yeah, there's something very odd going on here that's completely different from what we've seen before. Because after that, we don't get a lot of similar stuff after that. No. So it's just to get the ball rolling. I like Um, it. It was nice. I like the fact, too, that they finally embraced Schwarzenegger aging, that they didn't try to de-age him here and try to make him look like he did before. Because they could have gone down that track. To be honest with you, I think that... I mean, Dark Fate didn't do it either, but... I think that it did a great job covering up the fact that, you know, Arnold's not exactly young anymore. And, you know, bringing in the whole uh, alternate timeline uh, version of him. Mm-hmm. Him being Pops, right? Yeah, and I, I I love Pops because he has the he has the personality. He's grown to to be Pops, to be this father figure for Sarah Connor, which is a crazy thing to think about. Yeah, when you look back at the the starting of this whole timeline, mm-hmm. where Sarah Connor had a father figure, normal life, and everything, suddenly getting shot by you know getting shot at by a Terminator, getting her son shot at by a Terminator. And then going back to go this, oh, wait, she is now, this is a father figure to her now. Mm -hmm. A very close father figure. Yeah, because of her raw emotion throughout the whole film, when she thinks she's lost him, I think, what, two or three times throughout the film, she really gets emotional. This was basically like her father, and that raised her. So... Yeah, I liked that personal connection, especially since in the first film, he was he was death chasing her down, and now it's just the complete opposite. I love how they just embrace that, and I like when Kyle, too, first sees him, and he just kind of reacts right away, and she's like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> uh, I'm supposed to fall in love with this guy? I don't think so. <laughs> but I'll go with this. Jason, what don't you like about Amelia Clark here? It just goes with a lot of things that I just haven't really liked about Amelia Clark's acting. A lot of it just it doesn't feel natural. Like the way she carries herself in a lot of films and projects that she's in just don't seem to flow properly to me. You think she was bad in solo too? 
I did not like the character at all. He doesn't Again, like but we had this remember? discussion. He doesn't no, like we had discussion. Yeah. We had no, 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 no. We had this discussion. <laughs> Y'all already convinced me. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> so you but, know, uh, this is just. I just. I just don't like her that much as an actress because she doesn't. It doesn't feel natural. It, the roles that she's being put in. Hmm. See, I think it, it was unhealthy to go into that movie with a bias against Amelia Clark. Yeah. It's I think it's unhealthy to go into a movie with a bias against an actor in the first place. If you see This is before I ever had a bias against her. This is before I ever watched Game of Thrones or anything like that. I had no idea who Amelia Clark was when I watched this film. But your argument is that you didn't like her in the first place. So you can't base it off of that when you <laughs> haven't seen her before. Don't, 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 you can't, you're, you're doing a double uh, negative here. It doesn't make a positive. He's speechless. <laughs> you already made Jason speechless. Oh, man. It, that's, the, that's the problem. Is that a lot of people go into these movies with a bias against a character because of something that they've played before <laughs> and where it's been terrible. It's, it's, you can't do that because it already defeats the purpose of going to a movie to enjoy it. That's true. I mean, that is very true. I, I purposely will not – if I don't like the actor in a movie – I probably won't see it because I don't like them, and I'm probably not going to care for the movie because they're in it. That that that's true. I mean, like if I'm not a fan of like I don't know, let's go with just say you're not a fan of Mel Gibson. Why would you go see Lethal Weapon? He's the lead. Of course, you're not going to like it because you're supposed to like his character. Mm-hmm. It's tough. But uh, no, I I think her. I thought she did some of the mannerisms and the way she delivered some lines did sound a little bit like Linda Hamilton. Yeah. She studied the character. So I think it, it could be a combination of yeah, you went into this movie, maybe with lower expectations and the mm-hmm. fact that Sarah Connor is not played by Linda Hamilton. It's tough because it's, it's tough to take up that mantle after someone who is so iconic in that role to step in and try something else. It's always been a Jeff, different Jeff, John Connor. Always been a different John Connor. Always right. been a different Kyle Reese. Mm-hmm. So your expectations are lower for that. But because Sarah Connor is so high up there, it it is hard to place uh, to... It's hard to safely judge somebody on that. That's a good point. I mean, here it is. We've been down the road before. At least this is not the first time that somebody has played somebody played Sarah Connor differently because Lena Headley played played well, her before. Oh, yeah, I had Amelia watched Sarah, Con- Sarah Connor Chronicles obviously before this had come out, mm-hmm. and I thought Lena Headley did an amazing job as Sarah Connor. She did. She made it her own, though. I don't want to say she duplicated Linda Hamilton. She no, basically made no, it her but own. She, it felt natural. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, she fell into the role, and it was she was very comfortable in it, and she still embraced some of the Linda Hamilton qualities, yeah, though, which was still quite nice. But she made it her own, and that's okay too. I guess Amelia Clark could have done that. I don't know if they were going, they wanted her to duplicate that, probably because she was playing her in the similar timeline, so they wanted to follow with the continuity where the TV show kind of went down its own 
its own continuity yeah. path. I don't even know technically. Did they consider Saracana Chronicles canon? Did they at one time? I don't know if they really can at this point. Not anymore now, but did they like uh, pre-salvation or post-salvation? I will have no idea. I didn't see it that I didn't see it back then. Mm-hmm. I, I've only seen the Chronicles recently, so I would have no idea. I'm wondering if at that time it was supposed to be pre-salvation because we talked about the the human or the what was it the uh, the combinations they were using mm-hmm. with the machines the, that they end up using in salvation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I thought that was a good a good um, selling point. That was a it was a fun new take on the Terminator franchise. Yeah, it, it's it's a shame the show didn't continue. But like you said, season two kind of went down in quality compared to one. It wasn't as strong. And then it ended on a place where it's very hard to come back from. Like it would have um, been, it would have been extremely hard to come back from how they ended uh, season two. If Jason's okay with it, I wouldn't mind hearing how it ended. I, I've seen it. So go for it. Okay. They, they ended it with John Connor and uh, Cameron being, or no, it wasn't, they, they sent John Connor to the future. Okay, the young John Connor to the future. Yeah, the young okay. John Connor to the future, where nobody knew who he was. Like, they, they met up with uh, Derek Reese. Like, that's, like, one of the first people that he runs in. He's like, oh, Derek. And he goes, yeah? And who are you? Like, I'm John Connor. Well, I don't know who you are, sort of thing. And it didn't really make sense because nobody knew who John Connor was then. It didn't, it didn't make sense to me. Yeah, how would they have gone forward with that and been able to go have him go back and then re-explain how everything goes back to normal again? Yeah. It would have been very hard. He's already, like, in that show, he's in the thick of it. And mm. by the end of it, you can't explain that away and go into Rise of the Machines. Yeah. It's almost like the show knew that it was on its last legs and they were trying to push forward everything really quickly to try to maybe gain steam and and do something yeah. mind blowing and by that point it was too little too late that, that that's was. my theory that maybe they just rushed everything so quick yeah it, it was it was a disappointing ending for me mm. and there was not enough resolution to come out with it you like, see but the main the main bad guy of the second season who I thought was the main bad guy turned out to be a good guy and then sending John into the future it did it didn't that's, that's saying, uh, Curtis, Mike, you remember the show Flash Hard, right? Yeah, that lasted, what, one season? Uh, one season. How I, It was a great concept for a show, just like how Sarah Connor Chronicles was a great show. Right. But the fact that it seemed like they knew that they were going to be canceled at way further ahead than they, you know, you would have thought they would. Like, they mm-hmm. just felt like they had to rush towards what the their end goal was. Yeah, and uh, like it was a great show to watch, just to try to get that nostalgia of the Terminator franchise and get a little bit something new going in there. But by mm-hmm. the end, I was kind of tired of the story. That's 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 why it got canceled. I think if you if if with you being a, a huge Terminator fan, if you felt that way watching the series, then probably a lot of people did, and it probably was best that it probably just. I, I would have had a, a lot better. Like, I was more interested in the uh, John Connor and uh, Cameron relationship than I was ever the other Terminators that were 
suddenly in society. Yeah. And then like even sending uh the the resistance fighters back in time too, that one was kind of a stretch for me. Because then why couldn't they bring proof to humanity that Terminators were gonna take over? Yeah, that's the one thing the Terminator always kind of got a little tricky with with time travel. I don't always think that they always handled it the best. There's a lot of plot holes within their time travel thing because you t- they talk about how, oh, we need to send this person back to stop this and stop that. It's like that happens all the time. Don't you think that when it stops working, you'd eventually learn what you're doing wrong? And that's when they sent back people to prepare for the, the oncoming war. Yeah. Which was it almost seemed like an even worse way to do it because what you got four or five extra people just sitting yeah. around waiting for the bombs to drop. And it seems like, too, like when Judgment Day is, it keeps bouncing around to different dates and different times. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like if it's going to happen, then why does it keep happening like one year and then not this year? Like even in Genesis, it changed again. And that's why the my theory still stands about the separate timelines. Yeah. The parallels. Yeah. Every mm-hmm. single time there is a there is a jump in time. It shifts the balance. It Some shifts would call the that a butterfly effect. Well, I guess uh, this this is where I have a problem with Dark Fate because I'm trying to figure Cameron basically says that it's supposed to be after Terminator 2. He's basically essentially when he when he decided to produce it, he was pretending that 3 Salvation and Genesis didn't happen. That's mm-hmm. what it sounded like. Which is a shame because Cameron actually said he he loved Genesis, so I'm not really too sure why he abandoned it. If he was such a huge fan of it, I get why he abandoned three in Salvation. I I get that. Well, from what I know is that um, it had a lot to do with uh, the housing company facing legal issues and filing for bankruptcy. It's, that's why, like, we really didn't see sequels to any of the movies following three, like anything for salvation, anything for Genesis. The thing is though, is Halcom was, was also a produce, a producer company on Genesis. So they could have made the sequels. I mean, it's not like that. They were, they weren't a part of those. They were I, yeah, of but Genesis. They had also, they were also facing legal issues. Like you just said, they filed for bankruptcy. So that was going to be a major, you know, issue with them trying to, you know, make sequels. Yeah. But if Cameron took back the rights and like Genesis, he could have made a sequel to it. He could have, but I think he wanted to do a like give to Terminator Two like uh, what he thought was a real tried and true sequel. Mm-hmm. That is why Cameron should have never left, or at least should have stayed on as producers when he did three. Why didn't he at least yeah. help produce three? I don't understand why he did two. I mean, and just he went, was oh, up I'm done with Terminator. Well, I mean, this around the same point that he started working on the shit for Titanic and everything, right? Because he's always been, like, far and away advanced when it comes to, you know, new filming methods. Yeah, he did True Lies first, but True Lies is that one movie where he really didn't do anything spectacular with advancements. That's like the one movie in his in his, in his uh, filmography where it's like, True Lies didn't bring anything new to the exactly. filmmaking industry. Titanic but, and did. And then he goes from that. He goes from True Lies to Titanic, which 
it, it, he did an amazing job felt with filming from that. But oh, he yeah. goes from that and he takes what was it like a ten year break in uh, making films to mm-hmm. create Avatar, which he had been working on since the time frame that Titanic was around. Oh, Avatar, and so we're think- finally getting a sequel to Avatar coming up in the next couple years here. Every, it, 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 this goes back to it's all subjective. subjective. It's all mm. subjective. It is. It's all a matter of perspective because you don't know what he was going through. He could be a guy that wants to jump from project to project. Whatever interests him is what his mind is on right then. Probably. And I mean, if we got a third Terminator movie back then, would we have gotten Avatar? Would we have gotten? And you never know. It could, this could be another one. Of, like we'd have to find if jump if time travel was a legitimate thing. This would be one of those we'd have to alter the fucking timeline since order deals to figure out what he would have done. This is Marvel's what if movie making edition. To, to to be honest, I'd much rather would have seen Cameron Terminator Three than Avatar. I'm. I'm going to have to disagree with you there. I will disagree with you as well, Mike. I think Avatar was a fantastic film, even though it had recycled plots, for sure. The only thing Avatar is is a flashy visual effects reel. That's is, basically what it is. It is Pocahontas with Mm-hmm. Dances with Wolves with Kevin Costner, too. Huge. There are so many points in Avatar taken straight out of Dances with Wolves. I was, I was like, really? So Sam Worthington is Kevin Costner, and his love interest is the Indian. Great. Okay. <laughs> now, now they're gonna, now they're gonna, they're gonna go make love underneath the tree, just like they made love in, in the uh, in the camp in the Indian tent in Dances with Wolves. Got it. I'm sorry, and and I'm one of those people that I think that window for Avatar sequels has passed. I think he. It took the too long. Opportunity is, is gone. I will I will agree that the opportunity is gone by at least five years at this point. That's about right. Uh, but you knew, that, but we've known that they were going to be doing a sequel to this for how many? How long now? It's from two thousand eight. Do, do we know even a, a sense of what the plot is for Avatar Two? I believe we have a little bit. Let me check and see real quick. They said most I really hope it's not water. Like, oh. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be coming out twenty twenty two. That's all I know so far. Give me one second to see if I can pull up more info. I will. I will do this. It's been a while since I've watched Avatar. I will do a proper re- rewatch, and that would actually be something that I think. Maybe down the line we should talk about because Avatar is a discussion worth having. Um, it definitely changed a lot of filmmaking things and a lot of things going forward is because of Avatar. And I will mm-hmm. give it that because it did a yeah. lot of things that were really special. And the 3D, I remember, was just one of the best experiences in 3D I've ever had. I, like, I, 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 I'm going to say nobody went for the plot. It was all an eye candy movie. Mm-hmm. And it deserved it. It was really good. Visual effects back then, fantastic. I it was a feast for the eyes. It was, yeah. no question about it. Yep. That, that's hard for me to argue because that's one of the... So I got a little bit of info here, at least, like, development-wise. Mm-hmm. 
So in 2006, Cameron stated that if Avatar was successful, he would hope to make two sequels to the film. It hurts me more than that now. Five years later, in 2010, he said the film's widespread success confirmed that he would do so. It took him five years to finally make up his mind, it felt like, really, as to whether or not he actually make the sequels. Yeah. And it looks like uh, the sequels were originally scheduled for release in December 2014 and 15, respectively. Wait, now the second one comes out in 14 now? Or what well, they there were supposed to be two sequels. Avatar 2 right. was supposed to be December 2014, and the third one was gonna be 2015. We're pretty so far it was removed. Because like, it was just like how uh they did the Matrix or how they did a lot of uh these big films. Mm-hmm. How they filmed them like back to back. I'm assuming this is what they had done with uh, Avatars 2 and 3, and mm-hmm. that they had filmed them back-to-back, and they were planning on originally doing this, but there were, I'm guessing they probably ran into major production issues that caused them to have to be pushed back con- consistently. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's a, it's a mess for the sequel thing. And you know what? I do agree. James Cameron is a visual he, genius. Yeah, he really is yeah. a visual genius. He is. And I, what I'm going to say here might go either way. But in my opinion, I put Christopher Nolan a step above James Cameron. I, everyone is entitled to their opinion. I mean, you're not wrong for saying that. You're not. That there's going to be people that are looking at you like, what are you talking about? That's your personal opinion on it. I think that in the James Cameron, uh, Christopher Nolan debate, I'd have to put Cameron probably just slightly above Nolan, but probably by about the same margin that you would put Nolan above Cameron. And I'm going to put George Lucas over both of them. Ah, I would do that too. (laughs) I would do that too. Especially here's the real debate, Lucas or Spielberg. (laughs) Okay, I would still take Lucas because the fact that he created the Star Wars universe. I mean, come on, Spielberg is great. He's created so many hits and so many wonders. But come on, look what Lucas created, and look what it's become. But 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 did you did you know what he hasn't created? What? Terminator. Let's get back to the topic at hand. Hey, I you started talking about Avatar. I let you go. I let you go. I did not want to talk about Avatar no more. I was waiting until he brought it up. I'm glad Uh, you said it. I was talking about Avatar five minutes ago. Uh, All right, let's get back to what were we on? Genesis still? Genesis, yeah. Yeah, the one plot um plot point is is um I I kind of actually wanted to see if, they, if there's one complaint I have of Genesis. I, I guess the whole thing with John Connor, how how sudden it kind of happens, and and how his whole turn of, I guess my question to you, Jeremy specifically, is mm-hmm. how do you perceive this moment? So when John Connor comes there, and we find out that he's been transformed by the other Terminator in the future, mm-hmm. is the real John Connor still in there, or is that the other Terminator that took over his body? That is 
To be fair, that was Skynet disguised as Terminator. Yeah. The the big problem with that is that it it falls into the question if the the nano the the nanites that kind of took over his system and kind of like rewrote his basic code or whatever his genetics right. and turned it into whatever he is now it wouldn't be John Connor at all it would just be one that is posing as John Connor who has absorbed all of his memories it's almost like the T1000 on steroids mm-hmm. because you can mimic not only the person but you can mimic all that person knows so I guess I guess my main question is then when 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 he starts talking like oh I realize what Skynet is I don't perceive that as being John Connor anymore. Exactly. That's okay. the thing. Okay. That that, that was uh, I think the problem I had was when John Connor turned which was I mean a twist in itself. Yeah. But it almost felt like a weak twist. Because it was, it was just like, like, oh, okay, John Connor's now a bad guy after he had brought humanity to salvation. Yeah. Because at that point, he had they'd won, right? When they were sending uh, Kyle back in time. Essentially, because I think the, the Skynet uh, android was like the only thing that was left. Matt Smith. Yeah. <laughs> Matt Smith. You know, good note about Matt Smith. Do you know he was supposed to be in Rise of Skywalker and supposedly in that director's cut we're supposed to get? He has a whole subplot in that that is on the cutting room floor. That would be awesome. I would yeah. love to see Matt Smith in Star Wars. Absolutely. And that's why when yeah. I found out that he was casted and then he wasn't in the movie, mm-hmm. it's like, I want to see that now because I'll tell you right now, if he had, supposedly his character had something to do with Paul Patine's resurrection and supposedly they cut that whole subplot. And that would have been, it would have been important and it would have been a lot more interesting. Plus it would have added, a deeper level of story to Palpatine returning instead of just he's back. Yeah, just a plain Honestly, generic. His the way that Matt Smith like looks um, mm-hmm. as it is, I'd almost picture him to be like he could have been a dead ringer to be Snoke. Like as a big reveal. I think a lot of people thought he was gonna be Snoke. <sighs> yeah. Just well, it, it, he just fits that character mold really well. He does. I want to see Matt Smith in more things. Yeah, after watching him in Doctor Who, he was yes. like he was really good in Doctor Who. And he has that fantastic him. look for an, for, oh, for a what, villain. What is he in the the is it the, the Crown? Is that what he's in? Or some? Uh, oh, I yes. I need to still watch that. That's what I need to do. I'm looking it up now. Uh, I am too. <laughs> he is in the Crown. Yes. Okay. Yep. He plays Prince Philip. Yep. Philip, Duke of Edinburgh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's quite good. But, uh, yeah, I would have liked to have seen him more in this movie. It's kind of a shame that we only got, like, what, three, four minutes of him? Yeah. I, I felt like it, after seeing that ominous, like, scene when Kyle's being thrust back through time mm-hmm. and then he comes out of the woodwork and gets to John Connor, it's just like, I want to know more about the Terminator who was lying in wait. Yeah. I want to know how he got there. If he was so trusted to be in that room, how did he get to that? And how long was he around? How long was he infiltrating the group? Yep. 
It's a good point. And not only that, too, I think it would have been a better twist, too, like when, when John Connor comes back and we think he's John Connor the, and, then, and then he turns, I would have maybe liked him to turn back into Matt Smith there. Yeah. You know, that would have been, been better. Yeah, I think that would have been a better way of going about it. But anyways, what we were talking about with uh, Matt Smith also, he is, technically is going to be a Marvel character in the MCU coming up. Which one? Ooh. Morbius. Morbius. The what, the uh, Jared Leto film that's going to be coming out. Oh, he's in Morbius. Who's he playing in Morbius? Locks his crown. Okay. Well, we'll oh, see. That movie's still January. Wow. Um, well, that'll be interesting. I, yeah, I hope maybe he's a big part of Marvel. That would be nice. Be cool. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's get into Dark Fate because this one I I do have a little bit of problems with, and it starts at the very beginning. And I know we've talked about this a little bit, and that of course was the death of John Connor at the beginning. I thought that was a bold move. It's bold. It was a bold move on their part. Yeah. When I started watching it and suddenly John Connor's gunned down out of nowhere, I'm like, wait. Yeah. You killed John. You you actually did it. You finally got the guts to end it. And not not even when he's an adult. You end it when he's a kid. Yeah, it's like right, it's like maybe like what, a couple years after T2? I think it's almost directly after T2, because Sarah mm-hmm. Connor's still in her like military garb. That's true. Yeah, maybe it is. Immediately after. Wow. Yeah, I I, I don't know. Yeah, because... it, was, it was three years after destroying a cybernetic system corpse. It was really three years? Didn't mm-hmm. feel like three years. What the hell? Did she ever not wear that outfit? In 98. I mean, shit. <laughs> hell. She just, you know, goes on vacation. Ah, I'm going to wear this outfit that I, you know, survived all this shit with. You know, why not? Wow. Yeah. But yeah, I, I was surprised by it. I don't want to say that I'm that it made me hate the film right away. I just, as it happened, I was kind of like, so that now what? what? Yeah, yeah, I feel like now what? Because like, okay, the 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 guy that's gonna bring America or the world salvation is gone. So it's like, does Skynet just win now? Here's the thing. That's the thing that that it solves. Is Skynet technically doesn't exist anymore. When they That's when true. they destroyed Cyberdyne, that mean that meant the end of Skynet. Okay, yeah. Okay. Skynet technically down. The T one thousand was still one was there. Mm-hmm. The Arnold that we knew from T two was still there. And before they destroyed Cyberdyne, there was another Terminator already there. The one like, that killed John. The one that killed John. Yeah. And then that's when the timeline shifted to Legion instead of Skynet. That name Legion. Oh, they could have. They could have done a better name. Yeah, because Legion is used so often. Yeah, to describe big things like that. I, I it made me laugh just a little bit, but I understood. You know, they had to give it. A, they had to give it a name, but they couldn't. They didn't get creative enough with it. That's why I thought Genesis was perfect because Genesis is about the beginning, and why else wouldn't it be about the end? So it fit. It just the name of the company fit in Genesis, but yeah, yeah, Legion. It's overused. It's like, oh, you're going with that, okay. And I thought that the Legion Terminator was pretty cool. 
Oh yeah. I liked the 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 technology of both like the T one thousand and uh, the regular Terminator, and he can branch off and be his own separate entity. What like that? Oh, you talking about the Rev nine? Yeah, the Rev nine. The Rev nine. That's what it was. But it yeah. Just, yeah, I thought it was creative. Yeah. I thought it was very creative. Yeah, well, it was. They, they took the T two model and they put it on steroids. Yeah, in a way, and 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 it was a lot a lot better. Um, Actually, now, I think I'm going to say they put the T three model on steroids. Yeah, the that's TX, probably that's more fitting. TX and yeah, then TX evolved it to Rev nine. Yeah, okay. yeah. Did you notice too? You know what they did with with the Grace character? They basically took a little bit out of Salvation here. Yes, they did. Because she very much basically is Marcus in a lot of ways. I would say it's like a combination of Cameron from the Chronicles and Marcus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a little bit of both mixed together. So there was a little bit of inspiration from the other movies for Cameron here. Yeah. Um, but I, I liked her character. I also liked her flashbacks, and I liked her connection later on to Danny as well. I thought that was told very well in the flashbacks. Yes, it was. Um, Especially, you know, now that we know by the end that that Danny is basically the new John Connor mm-hmm. in, in in sorts. So, what what was great to me is to see a uh, a mostly female dominated cast. I liked that there was a lot of strong female roles in this film. It was a, it was a it, change of pace. It was a change of pace, and mm-hmm. it did not it didn't bog the movie down at all. No. Mm-mm. Not at all. Actually, I thought it actually it's what made the movie more interesting because we've been down that row. We've always had the male character wanting to be more dominant over the female character. And it was nice that, you know what? The only male character we're going to have here is Schwarzenegger. Everybody else is going to be a strong female. And that's that's a good thing to do because it's different. And Mm -hmm. it seems like a lot of franchises are afraid to do this. They're afraid to go down that road. And even like that new 007 movie coming out, Daniel Craig's last, Mm -hmm. he, he, he retired. So they made uh, a black female, the new 007, in his place. See, they weren't afraid to do that. They were afraid to go out and do something different that they hadn't done. Yeah, which I think we need to see more of these franchises like have the balls to pull the trigger on this. Yeah, it's, it's time for different. They, they want to fall into the same typical cliches. It's and so – it's boring. It's, it is absolutely boring to, to keep seeing – the same stereotype. Especially if you're going to take a series like Terminator or say, take a series, take a franchise like James Bond. Right. And you want to keep people interested. I mean, yeah, you're going to have the change of actors, uh, you know, and the different plot points that those films are going to be about from Mm -hmm. every generation. But for that, but for them to, you know, really step it up, like not only are we going to, you know, bring that same concept of bringing in a new 007, but mm-hmm. we're going to pull the trigger and be like, it's time for us to bring in a female lead as a 007. Mm-hmm. Like, this is going to get people talking. This is going to get people looking forward to seeing, all right, what is this? new film when that ever ends ends up coming out what is that going to be like now Mm -hmm. well it seems like hollywood for so long was always afraid to to make a woman a badass in a movie and if you look i mean if you look at all the scandals and everything that have happened in hollywood 
that explains why we haven't really seen a lot it, of it. It's true. Let's go to the Harvey Weinstein argument, yeah. and that's a whole. Oh, that's why it's I won't even bring up a name. Yeah, I won't even bring up a name because it just gives him more credit than he deserves. And fuck him. And the thing oh, is, is that a lot of a lot of people uh, don't like, including myself, the over the overpowered female it's like they try to make her such a badass in the film that it yeah. almost comes up as okay so do you have any weaknesses are you you can't be relatable if you're invincible exactly it's true and that's what a lot of female characters have come out to be but now they're they're bringing that to a more realistic level well, I think Marvel did a fantastic job setting that bar as well. Oh, absolutely. You know, Marvel between Captain Marvel and, and Black Widow. And there's going to be many more of those female uh, heroes to come, too, I think. down. down and I cannot road. wait. <laughs> the Marvels is going to be mostly, I think, I think the Marvels are all female, correct? I do not the know. Marvels? I think so. I mean, Give that's the next Captain Marvel check. movie, but I think they are. But, yeah, I mean, this this was this was great to see that because... They weren't afraid to go down that road. They, they, I think they knew at this point. Terminator has been five movies in. You know, we've done every which thing we can do. We've duplicated yep, things. Right. Yeah, all, all female. All female. All, okay. Um, and it was just time to do something different. And I think that was part of Cameron being in charge. He had that power. He had that. I'm going to the studio. And I'm telling him my whole cast is going to be mainly female, and that's the way I'm doing it because he has so much power in Hollywood. That they're not going to argue with him, and why they would, I don't know. But that's just I don't even Hollywood think it's been. so much as that he has so much power in Hollywood. I think it's the fact that they know that Terminator is his brainchild. Yeah, it's only right he should like do the, the hell he wants with it. Like the Terminator franchise would not exist as it is without Cameron at the helm. No, at Mm-mm. the beginning. So I think they realized that if they wanted to see success in any way, shape, or form, Mm. give Cameron his, uh, you know, what he wants. That was a smart choice. Yeah. I just don't know if we're going to see any more because it seems to me. I don't think we are either, and that's an unfortunate thing. Dark Fate did not do well at the box office, didn't do up to the numbers they wanted to. It was reviewed very well. The budget was... The budget I'm looking at here is anywhere between 185 to 196 million, and box office numbers worldwide was 261.1. They say that it has to make make over close to more than half back. So it no, it's not a success, and that's unfortunate because I think that they brought Terminator back to where it needed to be. Yes, it did. I and and the thing is that even Genesis was technically considered a failure. Because it didn't hit the four hundred and fifty million that they were thinking that it needed to right. hit in order to break even. Yeah. Right. Now I think uh, the Terminator franchise is probably going to result in either adapting to a TV series or it's going to be rebooted sometime in the future. I think after this, I, and after the after what is technically a financial failure of the movie, I yeah. did not think it was a failure when I watched it. I've watched it at no. least five times, and I. I love this movie. Oh, this movie this was is, good. This movie but, had to been. This is like comparable to T two. My issue, unfortunately, is the fact that Hollywood is going to take a look at those numbers and be like, "No, nah, if you're going to keep going on, this is going to be a TV show." Well, we I mean we. The good news is that we live in an age where streaming TV shows now have a budget almost 
to a movie standard. So they could definitely get away with it a lot better than Sarah Connor Chronicles today. Yes. Which, um, speaking of, maybe we could get a reboot of the Sarah Connor Chronicles in present day time. Maybe we could actually see, you know, what this, what it can really do. Maybe. Um, would, one thing I is, think it'd be really hard to to reboot. The oh, Sarah it would be Chronicles. really hard to reboot the Sarah Connor Chronicles. But uh, thinking about it now, with how much of a budget a that you were just saying, like that, a yeah. lot of these films are getting, but not or not a lot of films. Jesus. Uh, a lot of these TV shows are getting nowadays, but mm. like you said, the streaming services that they're able to provide on so easily nowadays, mm-hmm. a wide array of people they have access to a for a options. lot of these shows. They, yeah. It's easily doable if they want to put forth that effort. Well, if they're going to do a TV series, I think they need to continue on from the end of Dark Fate. I think they need to continue the timeline. If they're going to go that route, yes, I agree. But what I think they should do is go off Genesis's timeline. Because I... (laughs) Oh, crap. See, I honestly, I think that Dark Fate could be continued in TV... And I think the first season should be basically um, Sarah Connor's like last year before death. I I think it, yeah. I think season one should definitely end with the the cliffhanger or the kind of the handing off of Sarah Connor to uh, to Danny. Yeah, because I think Sarah Connor by the end of this film she's basically served her full purpose. Yeah, especially with John being gone too. I mean, it's kind of like. But now her purpose is more protecting Danny. That's true. Well, yeah, she can't exactly protect her dead kid now. And and really, to be honest, there's not really an opening anymore. Really, to bring back Schwarzenegger, I think he's pretty much. I think he's. I think he's. That's that's another opportunity is to bring in somebody who could make the Terminator role iconic again. Yeah. And it has it has to be somebody new to bring in Arnold Schwarzenegger again would be. Uh, I think he's reached his full potential. Well, when it came I, to if that, we're going to do that, can't bring I got a question table. for you guys then. Okay. What kind of an actor do you think they need to look for if they're looking to make the Terminator an iconic fil- uh, role again? Someone, uh... Do you think they need to go the same route that they did with Arnold? And someone mm-hmm. who has who was a former, like, obviously bodybuilder who turned into an actor? Or do you think they go with someone who's a well-established actor, but, you know, may not have the physique of who you'd expect for someone, like, a role like this? I I honestly think that they should go down the same road as they did with Cameron in the Chronicles. Someone who was captured by Terminators and then made into one of them to be a an infiltrator, but then kind of being reprogrammed back into humanity. So it's almost a, a transitional phase going from Terminator back to the human. Okay. So you want them to kind of go back down the road of, of like Marcus because, and you want to like yes, somebody that's I, half human, half Terminator. But the thing is Marcus started out as human. He found out he was Terminator to, to have a Terminator suddenly realize that no, wait, I am actually human and then go down that road back to humanity and gain the morality, flip all their, the flipping, mm-hmm. 
flip it yeah. around, I think that would be a much more interesting twist because it's almost like John Connor teaching the Terminator in Terminator Two. Yeah, that's actually that's actually good because it brings something new that we haven't seen before in the universe. So yeah, I and agree with that. So they did a little case, bit of that with Cameron, but it it they they didn't expand on that story enough with her. And they I didn't was go the that, extra mile. So that was if what that's was the case. Yeah, who would you? say in Hollywood today would fit the role well enough to make the takeover. Well, first off, you go with male or female. Yeah, the thing in is, Trump, is that we already general. have we already have two strong female leaves. We have we have Danny and we have Linda Hamilton coming in as return characters. Yeah. We don't want to make it too female heavy. We want we need a male character to offset. Agreed. That. Mm -hmm. and it should be. I would think it's some, maybe a, a stature or a that it would honestly go unnoticed. Would almost make the perfect Terminator. Would be more of a skinnier, maybe lankier guy. Um, not buff as all like almost all the Terminators have been. You need to, something a little bit more sleek, slender. Mm -hmm. Maybe oh, I can't think of who would be good role for that yeah because i think of all the, the buffer actors right now stuff like that we're going down the road of rock and john cena and forget that no yeah and, no way and i don't i i i want to see a different physique in terminators yeah which is why i think the the tx was actually a nice change of pace to see a female terminator yeah it's like the only it's only female terminator we've ever seen correct other than sarah connor chronicles and then yeah, and then the one point that uh, the the Rev Nine turns into a female at one point. Oh yeah, that. But yeah, but not, nothing substantial. No. And it shouldn't be a super complicated Terminator either. It should be it should be just as advanced enough as, uh, like, say maybe the T one thousand, but not as much of that killing capability. I guess. Mm-hmm. Hmm. It's hard to it's hard to narrow down because I'm I'm no casting director. <laughs> I mean, I'm really thinking hard about this, and it it's tough because when you're going for something like very particular and very specific, mm -hmm. your list narrows down really quick. Yeah. So if I took some time to think about this, I probably could narrow down a few. But off the top of my head right now, no, no one's really coming to mind. And I think it should be someone who is oh shit go someone a little like a younger character or a younger actor yeah I'm trying to think who's like a you know who might not well if that's female though yeah, no, that's that's a. I was thinking somebody like Gina Carano. Yeah, I mean, she'd be a good fit. She would be. I mean, if we were going to go down, down the female route again, but I mean, I like her physique, her acting style. I think she could pull that off really well. Where she's kind of that middle ground, where she's she's not small, but but she's not like muscular either she's kind of that 
happy medium. Uh, this something that we'd have to think about. Yeah, we'd have to think about that one because she's the one that's coming to mind as far as that kind of physicality. But I, I want. I feel like it has to be someone who can also pull off awkward really well. Because Arnold did a really good job of that too. That's true. He did. Uh, I, think I might have one person. I gotta look it up right now. Give me a second. Because I don't want to give it away right away. Nicholas Holt. Okay. Oh, yeah, from Warm Bodies and played uh, Beast in the prequels to X-Men. Okay. Yeah, yeah, he's kind of got that right kind of balance. Sure. Maybe not to pull off Terminator. I I feel like he's... He'd be a good male character to bring into the show, though. Yeah. I think he would make Mm -hmm. a good addition to the the franchise. But that's that's my first. I'd have to think about that for later on. It's a a good question. It's, It's a thinker. All right, guys. So... Do we have anything else we want to add on to Dark Fate before we go into uh, order of where we place all these films? Yeah, all six. I, let's, let's do the order. I, no, go ahead. No, I, go ahead, Jeremy. I, go ahead. I loved, I loved Linda Hamilton coming back for this film. Yes. I did too. I think, yep. I think it was the perfect amount of what we needed in the film to make it both super badass and this nostalgia coming back. And her reactions with Carl, the Terminator that killed her son, were dead on. It all felt so... It felt like it flowed so nicely. She fell right back into the role like she had just done it. You know, she just came off T2. Yeah, pretty much. It was great. But that's, I really, that's my I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed her, and, I, and I'm so glad they brought her back, because if this was going to be the last film we were going to get... Schwarzenegger and her needed to be in it together. It was just yes. the right thing. So I'd be satisfied mm-hmm. with this being the last film. I think enough of it's tied up. Um, I think there's enough closure here to say I'm satisfied with an ending. It's better than what we got with the ending of Genesis because that was setting up something else where I think Dark Fate really, really wasn't. Dark Fate was basically saying, yeah, we can continue this, but we could also say the end here. Yeah. So, yeah, I agree. All right, the All ranking right, guys, system. So- how do we want to do it? We want to go top to bottom or worst to first. So are we going to do these three first no, and then do the general. whole six? Uh, well, I think we're all in agreement on this one. Do the order of these three first because we want to go might be different here. from worst to first or top to bottom. Here, worst to first for these three first. Oh, salvation worst. Okay. What else? Then I would have to go Genesis and Dark Fate. I'm actually surprised you didn't say Genesis last when we came into this. I thought for sure Genesis would be the worst. I really thought so, too. You you surprised me there, Jason. You warmed up a little bit to it. (laughs) Like I had said at the beginning of this episode, like I had a hard time fucking admitting it to myself that I like Genesis. All right? Shut up. (laughs) But, yeah, like I I said, I have to go with uh, Salvation, then Genesis and Dark Fate. I'll agree with that. Salvation's last. I can gar- I can tell you that with 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 certainty. Uh, <laughs> damn guys, 
Um, no, speak your heart. No, for some no reason, I still want to give Genesis a slight edge over Dark Fate. And I think that's because I liked the storyline in you Genesis. Weren't ready, you, weren't, you just aren't ready to pull the trigger on Dark Fate like Carl was to John Connor. That's well, to be fair, I haven't seen... <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen Dark Fate as many times as I've seen Genesis. So that might change in time because um, Dark Fate to me is still relatively fresh where Genesis is pretty much etched in my mind. Um, so for now it's Genesis, but that I could definitely see changing down the road. You just what really like Amelia Clark as... Uh, I do not. like Amelia Clark. I liked her in Solo and I liked her in Game of Thrones. I'm not afraid to admit it. Uh. <laughs> but that's not why I love Genesis. I, I wouldn't go that far. Uh, no. But anyway, now, here comes the real question. All right. Mm-hmm. Ranking from worst to first on all six. Mm, this Let's, is where it gets a little bit tougher for me. I want to hear from Mike first. I, you're going to need to give me a minute. I, I really got to think about this. I'm, I'm in a Genesis Dark Fate dilemma here. So, no, so I get for it. me... So for me, worst I'm going to have to say is Salvation. Followed closely by uh, T3. <sighs> Give me a second here. I'm in... I'm in limbo tougher than you on. think, huh? <laughs> yeah. But I mean, it's definitely Salvation, then T3. I think after that, I'm going to have to personally have to say Genesis, then uh, original Terminator. Then from there, I would have to say Dark Fate and then T2. That look on your face says, like, I just slapped you in the like, yeah, it did a little bit. Slapped you there, Jeremy. No, 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 no. Everyone's entitled to their opinion. I'm, I'm trying to think myself because this is, this is tough to, to put all these in order. Are we including the, the Chronicles along with this? No, we're talking about just the movies. (laughs) No, we know, we know what we think of season two of Chronicles. So, (laughs) yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put salvation at the bottom as well. There, there's no getting past that. Good concept, bad execution. Uh, followed by T3. Man, these four are tough. Yeah, this is where it gets really hard. That's what she said. Couldn't help it. It's sticky. It's subjective. No, I'm going to put Genesis right at fourth place. I think I'm going to just... I I think I'm going to just swap what Jason said for first and second because it's just going to go Terminator, then T2, then Dark Fate. My jaw just dropped. You put Dark Fate in front of T2? It's it's such a good film. It really is. To me, like Dark I, Fate, I will agree. Dark Fate is a really good film. Like if and I could tie, 
four first place, I would. That's how close it is for me. It was a toss-up for me. Like, I'd be fine with either one being at the top of the list for me. So, like, I can wholeheartedly agree with your decision on the one, Jeremy. Oh, boy. My list list is going to be radically different. That's for sure. Come on, let's hear it. Let's hear it. He's going to put Salvation at the top. (laughs) No, you know what? Before I rewatched Salvation, I would have put it a little bit higher, but since the recent rewatch, it it definitely became at the bottom now. Because I started to see. Salvation's the worst of the franchise. I started to see a lot of the flaws and a lot of the things that I just didn't like. And I. No, I, I couldn't find myself putting it up below the bottom, unfortunately. Because, like All you right. said, good ex, uh, good story, good good potential, but Poor execution, execution is just yeah, it, it fails on a lot of parts. All right, we have Mikey's uh, worst. What is next? Drum roll, please. No, Predator is not in here. Predator is not in here. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Terminator versus Predator. Um. Talk about franchises you know, I never want to see. <laughs> uh, AVP3. Okay, so anyway, um, let's go with uh, – we'll go with T3. Uh, it's not because I, I really dislike T3. I actually like T3. There's a lot of things I actually like about it. Uh, just the John Connor is, is weak, and that really brings it down near the bottom for me. Um, I like Schwarzenegger and T3 quite a bit, though. Um, number four. Yeah, this is where things get a little bit dicier. Uh I'm going to put number four as uh, Terminator 1. Um, okay. I, I guess, I got, it's understandable, I, though. Like, it's a, it, the film itself, I mean, it didn't really age too well. No, it's dated. The, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. But that's not, again, nothing to take away from it because there's still a lot of things. To I, think, I think the reason it was in the top three for Jason and I is maybe it's nostalgia factor. Yeah, that, that probably. Mainly was why. It was nostalgia for me. Yeah. Um, and then I'm going to these, these top three actually make it easy for me now. I'm actually going to go Dark Fate Genesis T2. And hey, that's perfectly fine. Yeah. yeah. Dark Fate and Genesis could eventually flip flop spots, but for now, that's where things stand. I just I can't I can't dethrone T2. I I I can't do it. I can't I, it's just do like, it. I, after rewatching Dark Fate. That it was made it so hard for me to decide between T2 and Dark Fate. Like, I was right there. Like, I wanted to say that Dark Fate was up at the top for me with Jeremy, but it just the way that T2 was done was just immaculate for me for this style of a franchise, I think. And the perfect John Connor in two. I mean. I like I like the I like the Terminator John Connor relationship in two quite a bit. It really yeah, carries yeah. the film very well. Yes, it does. Good chemistry and everything. So I'm I'm yeah, T two, the definitive Terminator film. But I'll tell you though, th- there are things in Dark Fate and in Genesis that I think do rise up to T two level in 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 spots in each film. Um, they definitely take the best of T two and put those in those films. Unfortunately. Salvation and T3 take some of the worst of those films. Yeah. But what can you do? So, all right. Well, that concludes Terminator. Uh, this episode wasn't as controversial as I thought it would be because Jason really shifted gears on us that 
I was not expecting <laughs> with Genesis at all. This is why we need to not talk before the podcast because then I we don't so. get these killer moments. <laughs> we build expectations for the audience and ourselves, and then it comes and it's like, yeah, I don't oh. know. It's like with Solo. It was the same thing. We built up all this hype. And then we convinced Jace a little bit, and then it just kind of like, okay, we're all on the same level. Although, Jace, I think you do like it slightly better than Alistair, though, now. What, Solo? Yeah. Which I didn't think was going to be possible. Yeah. I'm going to have to agree with that. It'll continue I to hate myself in the years for ahead. saying it, but yes. Conform, you will. <laughs> But, got a good, I've got a good feeling about this. Anyway, <laughs> folks, please, by all means, send us your suggestions as to what we should do a podcast on next. We I mean, if, if they want us. It. Yeah, if they're it doesn't have us. to be retrospectives. It can be it on is. hell. It could be on TV shows. It could be on true. Any, just like you said, anything. Just give us ideas, and we will look into it determine whether or not we agreed that it would make for a good content episode and we'll go from there well i know we've talked about mandalorian we've talked about game of thrones we've talked about supernatural so we've talked about three good tv series to do it on um so there's potential there for one of those and i think people would like to hear our oh, thoughts no, on you those. know we got to do it on space jam <laughs> the space jam retrospective <laughs> I mean, you realize there really is only one one true Space Jam movie, right? But there's two. No. No, there's not. I refuse how to believe you, that there's how two. Could you, how could you deny the power that is LeBron James-led? That Space second Jam? one doesn't replicate any of the magic of the first one at all. At all. When you can't even act as yourself in it's a movie. Pathetic. It's pathetic. It's pathetic. LeBron James needs to just say, you know what? Hollywood's not for me. It, it, it's not for him. It, it's, he can't act. <coughs> Once they get a taste, they're going to want to keep doing it. There better not be a Space Jam 3. Not, at least not with him. Bring back Michael Jordan. Yeah. And, 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 uh, they're, not, they're not doing an MJ-LeBron combo. That, that, that's MJ versus LeBron, Dawn of Justice. But, <laughs> oh, no. You know? I don't want to think about that. <laughs> you know, it's, uh, everything, anything's a possibility today, so. <laughs> Might as well. I don't know. Yeah. It's all subjective. <laughs> it's all <Good>. subjective. <laughs> it's all relative. Oh, I can't shit. wait! I can't wait for the Space Jam retrospective. I haven't, oh, even seen, God. I haven't even seen the new one, and I'm already ready for you guys to talk about it. Can people comment uh, on on that and say, "Please, God, no"? Because I know. <laughs> so I no only piece. said it as a joke. I didn't mean to that actually to take root. I have watch. literally not totally ripped apart a movie on this <laughs> podcast yet. I mean, if you want me to rip apart a movie, I mean. Then let's do Space Jam Two. I, I'd be more than happy to rip that apart. Here, here's Space Jam Three. Okay. Oh God. Nin ninja, and all the Looney Tunes play Fortnite. Can the ninjas act? <laughs> no, 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 no. Ninja, as in like the the streamer. Well, he's the he's the celebrity, and then the Looney Tunes have to play Fortnite with him and win. 
well, he can't act much worse than LeBron James. So, I mean, that might actually be a step up. Then, Jeremy, then you'll have the I'm space gonna, I'm gonna need... Yeah. Jeremy, I, I hate to say, you're on timeout now. I'm on timeout. Why, Why is he on timeout? You're in, you're in timeout for at least two to three months. I haven't determined that yet <laughs> when you're going to be allowed back. You're, you're going to shut the door on him and just throw away the key? Wow. And I want you to go ahead and just... I As the host, you're going to allow him to do this? I helped Why? co-found this podcast. I, 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 <laughs> no, no. Yes. No, no, wait, yes. no. No, that is not reason enough to throw away the key to Jeremy. No, no. <laughs> no. You're, it's you're because out. he wants to bring Ninja in along with the Looney Tunes characters to play Fortnite hey. in the Space Jam Street. Hey. Hey, I you want you to think about what you've wait. done. Wait. All the horrible things that you have done and wait. said today. You Jeremy. tell me who really has the power. Who's got the power now? And scene. <laughs> Who's got the power, Jace? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh. But I if we have anything else we want to add into this uh, episode, guys, before we no. end up calling this a wrap. No, uh, we'll just have to figure out what we're going to do next whether it's a retrospective or just one-offs or, or whatever just not space jam just not space jam all space jam all the time that's the episode that i am going to just not be on <laughs> all right so. i'll monitor the feet i will not have input other than maybe one one line and it will not be uh be uh Parental so, guidance suggested. That, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us for another episode of Lights, Camera, Action, Entertainment Reviews podcast. I am Jason Gabasik here with Mike Blinkler and Jeremy Larson from Condiment Games. We look forward to seeing you on our next episode, whenever that may be. That's a wrap. Cut and print. Hey. Thank you for listening to this episode of our podcast. And coming soon, look for more retrospectives and other podcast episodes in the coming weeks. To submit a movie or a TV show that you want to hear us discuss on the show, email us at lcaentertainmentreviews at gmail.com. To read our written reviews and listen to our podcast, go to lcareviews.com and subscribe to our podcast on all major platforms. Thank you for listening to the Lights, Camera, Action, Entertainment Reviews Podcast.